Hi, I'm Angela Lee and welcome to the Will to Live podcast where we share with you the gifts of living. I speak to inspiring wellness leaders, mums, celebrities, business people, super grannies and more to help you live your potential, connect to your purpose and bring joy to your life. Discovering your will to live a fulfilling life starts now. Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Will to Live podcast and I'm so grateful. I have a wonderful lady on today and her name is Bernard O'Brien and all the way from New Jersey, so just outside of New York in the United States. And for those that haven't met Bernadette or Super Betty, as she's called, she's an educator, teaches land and aqua fitness classes to all populations, presents at national and international conferences and is featured in fitness DVDs. She's with people from bands to bosses. Bernadette won the Centrum Vitamin Contest, the most energized, amazing woman in America. And I can testify for that because I met her in person recently. Um, Bernadette not only teaches, but inspires doing charity work with FG2000 and helping the world rethink what teaching is really today. So welcome, Bernadette. Thank you so much for being on today. And thank you so much for having me. It's a very nice honor to be here with you, Angela. Yeah, it's great. We actually um, met in person at the Asia Fitness Conference in Bangkok and we actually met on the subway. You were actually going there and that's how we sort of got introduced. And Bernadette is 89 years old, travels the world, teaches around the world. It was an amazing few days with her. We had a couple of long breakfasts and chats and I was just so fascinated by her story and just really wanted to share it. There's only lessons that so many of us can learn from what Bernadette's done in her amazing life. And as she said, she's more than twice, twice the age and she's still out there doing some wonderful things. So it's just awesome to have you on. And I guess, you know, it's probably hard to summarise 89 years, summarise 89 years, but how, how does someone end up teaching at you were 88 then at the age of 88 years old so i'd love to hear a little bit about your journey so the listeners can um i get get inside who bernadette is well i've had uh, several careers in my life uh getting to be nine, 89 years old many things happened to you uh i was married i have five children four boys and a girl and three grandchildren and I was a school teacher, an artist teacher, a reading teacher. And then I became a director of a, a nationally famous program, an exemplary program in reading and art. I became a principal and even taught in college. And then I was even an exhibiting artist. So I have many lives that I have enjoyed. But how did I get to fitness? Well, I have a condominium in Puerto Rico, and it's been, uh, was built by the El Conquistador Hotel. And on the hotel, it was the Golden Door Spa. And my dear friend, Lawrence Biscontini, was the director of the fitness uh, program at the spa. And I would go to classes every day, and they wondered why we were going, and my friend and I, why we were going there every day, but they realized that we lived at the condo for a few months. So finally, uh, Lawrence took me under his wing, and he helped me to lose weight, and he even helped me to reverse my diabetes. And after a while, he said to me, well, 
you know, why don't you get certified in, in something so that you could teach? And I would go to the aqua classes or the water classes most of the times. So he said, well, get certified in water. So I did, went home, and I even got a job at the Y in the town near me. So went back the next year and kept working uh, and saw Lawrence again. And at, soon after, he decided to write a certification using the BOSU for active agers. And the BOSU company and him decided that they were going to take this certification around the world at different conferences. And Lawrence said, would you like to come with me? You'll be the active ager and be able to show what active agers can do. And I'll be the instructor and the leader and the one that will tell them how this is all done. So that was the star. And so and how old were you there, Bernadette? Let the go how old were you when you actually did your first certification? When I actually started, I was about, uh, this was about 2000, about 72. Mm -hmm. Yes. No. no, no, no. I was older. What, what would 72, um, what would 19, 2005 from 1930, 1930 from 2005 is what. Okay, so just 15 years, so you just started 15, 15 years ago. Yes. That? So that means I was, I'm on, on 90, You're over 80. 75. 75, yeah. wow. Yeah, right, about 75. So that's pretty and remarkable in itself to start in the fitness world. And you had diabetes, point. you said? You had diabetes when you first started doing this? I had babies? I know we're big now. I have three children retired and I'm still working. Yeah. <laughs> and you, have, you had diabetes at 75? You, when you first started with Lawrence, you were diagnosed with diabetes? And then at your... Oh, diabetes. Yes, yes, I had diabetes. And with the movement that we did together, the loss of work, the way he worked me out, the good eating, I reversed the diabetes and I don't have it anymore in the sense that uh, the pancreas uh, started to work again so the diabetes is reversed. If I were to eat or misbehave in a lot of different ways, it would come back again. Mm -hmm. But at this moment, and it's several years now, that the diabetes is reversed. Well, anyway, we went on to the conventions mm -hmm. and then we, I got certified in, in many certifications, not only aqua, but ACE and aqua and Tai Chi and Qigong and uh, um, yoga fit, several more. And that made the opportunity that when we went to the conventions, I started to teach things on my own as well as with Lawrence. But mostly the best times were teaching with Lawrence and doing the work together. And then we branched out into different sessions. So eventually it came to going to Asia Fit Conference in Asia. And that's how you and I met. And that's how I'm here today speaking with you. Wow, that's just, it's just so amazing. And I, there's so many things within that story. And I think, you know, the fact that at 75, you actually could start reversing diabetes, I think is an amazing thing. So, so many people think, oh, it's too late. 
I've just got these conditions. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm too old. So there's that. And then there's also the fact that you actually started like a whole new um, career in your late 70s, early 80s, which has just opened up all these amazing opportunities. And I guess there's a lot of people listening who have so many dreams and they think, oh, it's too late. And as you said to me, I'm just a baby when I had some of mine. But what advice, what advice would you give to people who think, that, you know, maybe it is too late for them or, you know, how can they go after their dreams? Because it, it's so important, I think. Uh, well, I don't believe it's ever too late to do anything because as long as you try to keep your health, um, you will also improve your self-efficacy. And what does that mean? That means that when you get up in the morning, you can do about just about anything you decide to do that day mm. independently. So you have empowerment. So I strive and I tell my clients to try to be able to keep their health up because it's the most important thing. And then if you feel good, you can do anything. But there are two things that I've learned in my career that are extremely important if you want to succeed and try new things. First of all, carpe diem seize the moment hmm. when opportunity presents itself be willing to take it because it may pass you by and it won't come back again necessarily hmm. so what does that mean the second thing be willing to take a risk you have to be willing to take a risk and not be afraid to fail it's okay to fail failing is a learning experience hmm. you learn from it if you're not willing to fail, you're not going to ever try to do anything more. So that, that's my advice, that it's never too late, as long as you're willing and able. Yeah, that's that's so good. And like, oh, just think, there's so many things I want to ask you, but I, like, I'm really interested, like you mentioned that you teach classes regularly and you teach quite a few classes. I'd love for you to sort of share you know, because you're such a great example of active aging, I'd love for you to share a bit of an overview of sort of what you do in a week from the, you know, the classes that you take and what your days look like, because I, I think it'll, people will get a bit of a, oh, wow, that's amazing. Well, it's very fun, but I, I here's how I might spend my week. I'm not, I might, I do spend it like this. Yeah. First of all, I get up at 5.30 a.m. every day. Saturday, Sunday, daily. Mm -hmm. And I try to go to bed around 10.30 at night. So that gives me about seven to eight hours sleep usually mm -hmm. at night. Well, I open my eyes and before I get out of bed, I do about 10 or 15 minutes of working out right in the bed. And then I get up and I start the day. And what does my day consist of? I usually teach two or three classes every day. So that fills up pretty much the morning. And then in the afternoon, I'll do errands or I'll socialize, maybe have lunch with somebody, not all the time, but sometimes. Mm -hmm. Then I come home and I do errands, I'll work on the computer and prepare the lessons. But aside from the teaching, I go to a personal trainer one or two times a week. And even though I am a personal trainer, I need that uh, support. Mm -hmm. And I also 
uh, consult with a nutritionist about every three weeks. Mm -hmm. So that is the educational part of my life. Mm -hmm. Then in the afternoon, after the errands are done, I might work on the computer, as I said. But then 8.30, I am done. I'm finished. And that's when I put my feet up and I like to either read or watch a movie. And then I go to bed. But that's pretty much how it is. And the weekends, I socialize and I see my family, friends, and uh, try to enjoy myself. Yeah, that's great. And that's a good point that you made is that even though, you know, you are a teacher, that you still seek out, you know, teaching for yourself, like a trainer and you seek nutritional advice to, to keep you on track as well. I think that that's really important. I have, I'm a coach, but I have various coaches as well. I think it's, it's important to look after yourself in that way. So that's something you've always kept up since meeting Lawrence. You've always kept up having a trainer. Yes. And of course, Lawrence is still and always will be my mentor. Yeah. Uh, he's always there and he's always willing and he's always helpful. And uh, I learn from him constantly. Yeah, that's so good. And what is it like, what is it that really gets you up in the morning and keeps you going to live that full life? Because that's a that's quite a lot to have in your week. Are there ever days where you don't feel like getting up or you just wake up and you want to get going for the day? Well, I feel good. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that uh, I maintain what I have. So <laughs> I don't really want to be in a, a walker if I could help it or a wheelchair or uh, have one of those motorized kinds of machines. So one of my mantras, uh, is that you have to move and you have to keep moving. That's important. But when I have the clients that uh, uh, I see, it's not so much that you have to work out to become a bodybuilder as an active agent, mm. but you do have to work to maintain what you have. Mm. So if you improve a little bit, that's great, but you don't want to lose what you have. So why do I get up in the morning and do all these? Really for that, I want to stay healthy. I want to be independent. I really don't want to burden my children. Uh, so the healthier I am, the happier we will all be. And I don't mind because I think underlying all this, I'm pretty much was always an achiever. So it's not a big stress for me to try to maintain this, but I feel good and I'm happy that's what counts yeah that's so good isn't it and i guess that's what active aging really is isn't it it's about keeping your independence and feeling good and and staying staying happy really is there anything else that you would use to describe what active aging means or is that we pretty much talked about it then that's pretty much what active aging means to me yeah. and uh i also have a few little mantras that i follow for one, I say that uh, happiness is now, okay? And enjoy the moment because the presence is what counts. Mm. So it's one of the things I would very much tell an active ager mm. and not to postpone joy. Enjoy your life. Don't say to yourself, oh, I'm going to retire and then I'm going to do this and do that. Do some of those things now while you're healthy and when you can, mm. and be grateful. 
be grateful for everything that you have. There's always going to be somebody that you think has more than you. And there's always going to be somebody that will have less than you. But be grateful for what you have. And be kind and compassionate and loving and generous and love. Those would be my things to tell an active ager and to keep moving, keep moving and eat well. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? And you certainly do do that. I know um, at the Age of Fitness Conference, I loved getting up at the dance floor with you at the at, <laughs> um, at the function and you did a bit of um, hip hop with Tony Stone was leading some dance and Tony Stone's choreograph for like Beyonce and, and, all <laughs> moves, and it was just great fun, wasn't it? You just enjoy the moment. That's right. I like to do that. I love to dance and that was so fun to do it with you. Yeah, it was, it was really, really fun. And the other thing I loved was going to your sessions. I love that one on emotions. I think of it frequently uh, in light of uh, how people, emotions really change their lives and can mm. be awful or good, depending on how uh, you enjoy them. Yeah, it was so good having you there. No, it was so nice. And I think, you know, something else with active aging from the session that I went and watched of yours and Lawrence, which I, I thought was really important for people to understand too, is that, you know, you're 89 years old, which that's your chronological age, as you said, but you, I love the term you use that you like to say you're chronologically enriched. And you also talked about other different types of ages. So it's not just chronological age. It's like, you know, some of the other ages you talked about, like functional age, biological age. Yeah. So what were some of those? Yes, well, that, those are the things that the active ager might be looking at to try to improve, and I'm glad you mentioned them. Mm. But there are five ages, your mm. chronological age, where you can't really change that very much, but you can and make the quality of it better if yes. you are willing. Mm. And then you have your biological age, when you go to the doctor and he does all the blood work and finds out if you have any diseases or illnesses. So the fewer diseases or illnesses you have, the better your, your biological age. Mm. And then we have the psychological age, the uh, cognitive, uh, how we think, how we function, and the, the lack of depression, all those kinds of things that deal with the mind so the better you are, the healthier you are, the better your long-term, short-term memory, the better your psychological age. Mm -hmm. And then we have the uh, uh, functional age. How well do you do the tasks in a day? Uh, mm -hmm. Can you lift your grandchild? Can you reach in the cabinet for the suit that's on the top shelf? Can you walk? Can you... Uh, do all the things. Can you take care of your house? Can you do your housework? All of those things that we need functionally, again, how well you do it is how good your functional age is. And then finally, your social age. Mm. Do you have friends? Are you depressed? Uh, do you go out? Are you reclusive? Uh, do you try to interact with people? And do you know what, Angela? All of these ages can improve through movement. If people yeah. move and work out, uh, you don't have to work out in the traditional way, yeah. but move, you, 
all these ages improve. Yeah, that's research. And I think that that's such a what I loved about that. It gives the power back to to the person in that you can change all these different ages. Don't focus on chronological age. Focus on all these ages that you can actually change and make younger. And I just think it's so such an important message for people to understand. So thank you so much for sharing that. And something else, I you know, there's a lot of people that may be listening, and some a lot younger than 89 as well, and who might be struggling to get started. Like they know they need to do something. And what would be your advice to someone? You know, where what do they do just to get going? Like how do they get started? Well, you have to have that willingness. And I'm going to go back to being able to uh, take an opportunity when it arises and make use of it when I say carpe diem. Mm. And also to be able to take a risk. But mostly, um, treat yourself well. Think of your goals. Have a vision. And try to follow that. And sometimes things happen that intervene with that program and then you must recognize that and move on with it. Hmm. And I think it's, um, it's just about, you know, doing something little. People don't have to go and do these, you know, big hour sessions at the gym. It's just getting up and, and moving and just getting outside because that, that first step can lead to many more steps. Is, and I think that that's, what people don't understand as well, just get and do something and then see what opens up for them as well, which is... Which yes. Is. Well, those people that can't really go to a gym or a, or a club or it's not available to them for whatever reasons or they don't want to, uh, Dr. Ken Kravitz, you may know him. Yes. Uh, he researched a program that he developed called NEAT, N-E-A-T. Mm -hmm. which means non-exercise activity thermogenesis or heat. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that the things we do in our daily life, they're not the traditional movement exercise when you go to a gym, but they count. Like, for instance, if you park your car far away from the entrance to the grocery store so that you have to walk, or you walk up an escalator, instead of riding it. Or you put things at the bottom of the steps by your staircase and you only take one up at a time to the bedrooms so that you're constantly moving. You vacuum your house, you wash the windows, you walk your dog. Uh, all of the things that we do in the daily day, they count as movement, as working out in the sense that they're not traditional exercises yeah that's good there's always a choice there too and um i mean you're doing so many things and you you mentioned in bangkok that you're actually heading off to antarctica and i think it's in february i'd love for you to share um a bit about what your plans are there and i'd love to see if there's any other goals that you sort of i guess have on your bucket list that you want to do well i wanted to always go and see icebergs and so <laughs> I thought, well, okay, I, my daughter and I, we went to South America at a different point in Buenos Aires. And so we heard about Patagonia and the tip of South America and the penguins and all of the things that are in Antarctica. And we both decided, okay, we're going to go there. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. So that, that's what prompted to go to Antarctica. But I love to travel and I love to see uh, different cultures and meet different people from around the world. Like so fun to meet you from Australia. <laughs> You'll have and to come to Australia I, now. You'll have <laughs> to come out to Australia. You'll have to visit Australia now. I never came to Australia. Yes, so well, that you, you'll have to, you've got a reason now. <laughs> and you should come to Puerto Rico. <laughs> have you been there? No, I've never been to Puerto Rico, no. Okay, so now we're going to switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to visit. I, I also love to sightsee. I love the natural wonders of the world and I love the man-made wonders of the world. Mm. So where else do I want to go? Well, actually, I never went on a safari. That might be very fun. Wow. And been talked about for a few times, but it hasn't happened. But I think they better hurry up if they want to go on the safari <laughs> with me. <laughs> but uh, that's one place. And uh, I actually do like my home, though. I like to stay home, too. Yeah. So, but uh, that would be the next one that I would think would be great fun. Oh, I can't wait to see your um, Antarctica photos. That's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, you are certainly someone, because obviously this is a Will to Live podcast and it's Will to Live Our Best Life. And you're certainly someone that has the will to live their most fulfilling life. And I'm just wondering if you had any advice i always finished asking this question any advice that you'd like to to share with others so they can have that will to live their best life as well well mostly to keep moving eat healthy have some spiritual part of your life all those things will bring you much happiness and they'll make your life rich and you won't be pondering over the negative you'll ponder over only the positive look forward don't look back. When you make a decision, make that decision work for you. Don't, don't go back and say, I should have, I could have, I didn't, I did not. Make the decision and do every other thing after that to make that decision work. Those would be my best advice. And of course, always enjoy the moment. Be happy. Mm. It's easier to be happy than to be sad. Yeah. Oh, that's Dwell on the good. Yeah, no, thank you so much. That's just such wonderful um, advice. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all those little bits of wisdom. And I know there's so many more we could do as well, but we'll, we'll leave it there for today. And, and I look forward to um, seeing you again soon. May I say that uh, if I tell you my email and people would uh, send me an email, I would send them a gift uh, of... Yeah. Um, the active aging uh, session the, that they could see on a video. Lawrence has been so kind as to say that he would offer that. Uh, so all people have to do is email me and I would be happy to send them the gift. Oh, I would love that. And what I'll do as well, thanks for reminding me, I'll, I'll, share, all, I'll share all your search social media um, links and details at the bottom of the podcast as well so people can sort of follow your exciting exciting journeys as well and thank you so much for that gift I know it will be really useful to a lot of the people who listen here so that would be amazing as well and thank you so much it's been an honor to know you to <laughs> meet you and to be on your very special program thank you so much Angela thank you
I'm Angela Lee, and you've been listening to Will to Live, the podcast. You can join us on Facebook in our Will to Live online community, that's L-I-V, Facebook group, or follow Angela Lee on social media and at www.angelalee.com.au. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to pay for the gifts of living, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, please rate and review the podcast. Thanks so much.